Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but just call me Rachel. This podcast is the place to learn about really feeling our emotions, mastering the mind, being aware of our energy, and tuning into our own intuition for the purpose of living in bliss, freedom, health, peace, love, and what I call our godly potential. I would love to stay connected with you. If you want updates about Rev with Rachel and living a Rev life, please go to RevWithRachel.com and enter your name and email address. And you can also like Rev Life on Facebook. Today's episode is Yoga for Chakra Awareness with Laura Adams. Welcome, Laura. Hello. I loved that intro. That was so cool. I love it too. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, well, it's an honor to have you on today. I've been able to attend several of your yoga classes and we've connected kind of over talking about healing and chakras. And so I'm excited for you to, to speak to all that today. Yeah, that was a really cool healing experience when I went to you and was able to become body aware that that sacral chakra, that area, that pelvis, that hip region needed some work. So um, yeah, I'm super excited to be doing this and goodness gracious, there's so much to say. I feel like like the more you know about chakras and things like that, just in any sort of journey you're having with yoga, the more there is to learn. Um, Oh yeah. You know, and so... If my mom really, always says, the more you know, the more you know you don't know. <laughs> it, it, that has been my experience, both at the seat of the teacher and also as a, as a yogi student. And so, mm-hmm. and I began my journey with yoga as a practitioner, probably, um, probably about 18 years old, 19. And it was a way for me to continue moving after I stopped playing soccer. Mm-hmm. And I was all about the the vinyasas, the really flowy classes. And then I got in tune with some of the philosophy and the theories and then the chakras. And it just led me on this completely different journey. I'm an, I'm an artist too. So I, I really am in tune with the colors associated with the chakras and things like that. And so the teacher training that I went through spoke to it so much. And I've been just learning ever since how these are so vital to connecting with the physical and also the physiological aspects of our physical being. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. Yes. So if the listener hasn't heard of chakra, or what is that? Um, why don't you kind of describe that? And then you, I know we were talking about having you go through each of the chakras and just describe their significance. Yeah. And I love awakening the body this way in my yoga classes. It's such a profound meditation to me that students tend to connect to because there's not only mantras involved, but there are those colors, there are those things to think about. So chakra is a Sanskrit word, which is the yogi language, Sanskrit, and it means wheel or disc. And there is some debate over how many chakras there are. We speak to seven of them usually. Um, Mm -hmm. And they basically go up your spine all the way to the crown of your head. And the whole point of them, the goal of of this chakra alignment awareness is to allow 
them all to be unlocked and they, they go in order. So you start at your root and your, I don't even want to call it a goal, but it would be beautiful if you could get Mm -hmm. all the way up there to that crown chakra and kind of the, the game of it all, I suppose. Don't like to use that word either, but you can only really work consciously on the first three, that root chakra. So that energy wheel right at the base of your spine, it. It's the center of our mantra, I have. Um, It's our safety, our stability, our survival. And if we don't have those aspects aligned in our lives, really no other chakra is going to be too aligned. It's our goal to get that red chakra glowing bright. And I think in this time that we're living in right now, we've seen a lot of root chakras uprooted. And that need Mm -hmm. for balancing postures physically and just finding stable ground. Um, The muladhara, I love that, the root chakra. And and that's red. And then you move up to that sacral chakra. And the, the cool thing about chakras is, like I said, they are connected to your physical and physiological body. And so... For instance, we'll go back to the root chakra, that base of the, the spine. Its element is earth, which makes a lot of sense. You know, you want to be grounded. You do a lot of grounding kind of postures. For instance, like sphinx pose would ground you. Um, child's pose, forward fold, anything where you're making your way to the earth. And it's obstacle because every chakra has also these obstacles that you're trying to align or become aware of and mitigate as much as you can in your life for this root chakra, it's fear, which also makes sense. You know, when our, when our safety is threatened or in these times that they're so uncertain, they're so shaky, Mm -hmm. there's that fear aspect that we really have to work on through breathing techniques and really honing in on how we're feeling on any given day, like any of the other energy wheels that we, that we all share, that we all have. So that's the root um, red, cool, awesome. And then you move on to that pelvis and hip area, the orange chakra. Um, it is our feeling center, this, the dwelling place of the soul. It's our sacral chakra. We don't like to talk about it a lot in yoga classes. And I think that's really interesting, but I believe it's because it has to do with our reproductive organs, our center of pleasure, of joy, of pleasure-seeking activities, and, you know, think pigeon pose that really opens up that chakra. Um, It senses taste, which I think is really, really interesting, and its obstacle is guilt. So always think of that, like, guilty pleasure, Mm. which we not have when we have all these really cool things that we enjoy doing, and, yes, there's that sensuality, you know, side to it, but there's also just your creativity center where, you know, we, we literally birth ideas and Mm -hmm. that center is really, really important to be aligned with as well. I mean, they all are, but it works closely with that root chakra as you come on up and make your way to then that solar plexus, that yellow glow right at your navel center. It's our center of willpower. It allows us to have our self-esteem. I love the element. It's fire. I do a lot of fire work in my candlelight hatha classes. We have those candles burning in front of us. They're, they're votives, but you know, mm-hmm. you get the idea. And that dream center, 
Um, and it has to do a lot with our pancreas as well, keeping that healthy, our digestive system, our muscles. And we awaken that area of our body with the words, I can. And I do this a lot in my classes. You know, I can be alive in this moment. I can still thrive. I can be self-confident and master something. And the major obstacle of that chakra is shame. And you don't see people reaching their highest potential when we are not aware of what's going on in that yellow energy field that we have, that bioenergy. We might be manipulative and controlling and insecure. And I think that's going on a lot in the three low chakras right now are really being stirred in our world. And oh, yeah. Re- yeah, really becoming aware of what's going on in that physical body and then and then working with that breath cycle to get down to these energy wheels and you get to learn so much more just about yourself and what's going on. And if you if you're a yogi, chair posture is really good to partake in if you're trying to become body aware of that solar plexus. You can also try revolve triangle, which I find very, very difficult, but twisting that area of your body. Mm-hmm. Seated twists are super good to energize that core center, that center of who we are. It means, um, when I was listening in with, I was having a discussion with one of my mentors, it means jewel city. And I think that's a beautiful visualization for that center. It kind of directs our lives in many, many ways. Yeah. And then, so those are the three low chakras. You've got Roy of Roy G. Biv, the red, orange, yellow, and then you move up to what I see as green. Some people call the heart chakra, that Anahata chakra as pink. And that's beautiful as well. I, I associate green with it. And that is this big love, this unity, balance, connection. It is the gateway to our lower chakras. And then our, our higher chakras, our mindful sort of chakras. So, and I think that's lovely that it's the heart chakra that does that. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and this chakra, I think with not being able to touch people as much and shake hands and hug again, you have to find other ways to really connect with this area, the center of your chest, um, love relationships, air is the element. And, if we're talking body parts, we're talking heart, lungs, shoulder blades, the respiratory system. It senses touch, which also makes sense with that connection center. And its obstacle is sorrow, grief. And again, my goodness, don't we feel that when we aren't, I wouldn't even say, I know this, we're, we're titling this aware and it's, it's aware, it's being conscious and observing it, observing our grief and our sorrow now, but any, at any point in our lives, really. Mm-hmm. And back bends and heart openers in yoga, those postures really help clear that space. We need that energy to run swiftly and beautifully through that area. And prana is the way that these chakras are energized. So breath cycle, the life force, the stuff coming into us, and then all the dukkha or that stuff that we don't need coming out of us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's, I, I have a special spot in my heart for my heart chakra. I think that connection center is really where everything thrives. Um, and then you move on up and you get to that throat chakra, that blue chakra. It's at the base of your neck and has to do with sound, communication, resonance. 
And as I said, the location is in the throat, the thyroid. We do a lot of thyroid work if we're struggling because that is very much associated with that bioenergetic field. And its mantra is I speak. So I speak honestly, patiently, the truth, um, being very clear and pure in our speech is incredibly important to keeping that chakra aglow and running bright, that beautiful, bright blue. Um, and its obstacle would be silence. When we feel like we have difficulties expressing ourselves, we might lie, we might become overly opinionated versus you know, speaking our truth in the highest sense and really being comfortable in, in our shoes. And speaking kindly and being aware of how important it is to have those pure thoughts that come up from, the, you know, our third eye center, that crown chakra, all the way through our speech. And just being patient and kind. I love that chakra. It's so fun. Just moving your head back and forth, doing neck rolls and opening up that space, not only in the front side of your body, but also making sure you're dipping your head down and having that backside body, the side of ourselves that is said to not be shown to the world and really opening up that space too. And then we move on up to the third eye center, this intuition center that I like to, in my classes, have yogis place on their mats at, at a certain point through class, usually through extended child's pose, that space between our eyebrows. And it's our insight, our light, our intuition, as I said, its element is light, which, you know, enlightenment, that's beautiful. It's associated a lot with eyes, eye issues, or having that 20-20 vision quite literally. Its obstacle is illusion. So just being disillusioned or illusioned about something that's happening in your life, not seeing it clearly. And that's one of those yogi practices of being able to detach from any situation and really become the observer, even if it's your own life, so that you can respond appropriately when you're balanced. It's clear thinking, vision, wisdom. And then when you're imbalanced, you have that rigid thinking, you're confused, you might be close-minded. Progress is not made if this chakra is not fully aligned and you don't become aware of it um, throughout your day, things like that. You'll feel these things, these obstacles more readily. Mm -hmm. And so the drishti, that's what you kind of do to negate having a dulled third eye chakra is this drishti idea in yoga. And that's a soft yogi gaze, but it's really a soft life gaze. What are you looking at in your life? Um, What are you gazing on? Are you turning inward at some point throughout your day, really connecting with how you're feeling, what's, what's happening in the present moment, kind of letting go of the past and the future and letting your mind do its thing so that you can follow it and nurture it to the point of being super intuitive and able to respond to anything with that clear thinking. And then you move up to, it's really elusive, but this crown chakra, the space, some even say it's right above your head. It's this thousand petaled flower, the lotus, um, is this visualization that we often use with it. It's a violet, vibrant color. And it is our consciousness, our thought, our bliss, blissful state and every other chakra we have to be aware of and aligned with and 
everything sort of has to be unlocked with our prana to get to this point. And we can't really work to it. We just have to live our lives. And some people get to that space and, and some don't, and that's okay. It's not the point really. Um, the verb or the mantra that goes along with that is I know, I know I'm okay in my body. I know all is well. It has a lot to do with the head, the brain, and also the nervous system, Mm -hmm. which I think is really interesting because in yoga, our whole thing is to really let go of that fight or flight part of our nervous system and settle into the calm that we also have within us. And when we're balanced with the crown chakra, you know, we have grace, we're enlightened, we're connected to this universal consciousness. And when we're imbalanced, we're materialistic often. We might have, this is kind of a oxymoron, but a spiritual addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, we crave without really knowing what we're soaking in because we're not taking that time to, to live with it consciously and overly intellectual. That's why I let my ego go anytime I walk into a yoga room because you know, for as much as I know, I know so little in the whole grand scheme of things for everything there is to know. And everyone is on their own personal journey and could share so much wisdom mm-hmm. if, if asked, which I think is really, really beautiful. And cynicism kind of goes along with that imbalanced crown chakra. Um, and a major, a major obstacle with this particular chakra, the space above our heads is attachment. So living life with a certain amount of detachment toward outcome mm-hmm. can be a really profound experience for your breath cycle, for these chakras to maybe glow a little brighter and for you to walk a little bit sweeter, a little bit swifter in life and effectively, you know, so yeah, mm-hmm. those are the seven, the seven major chakras. I could go on and on. I probably have, I've babbled, babbled, but they're so interesting. And some people connect with certain ones more than others and really want to explore more, um, some over others. And it's just a matter of, I think that shifts daily depending on what you're going through Yeah, (laughs) and what, what strain is being put on your physical body that then connects you with that, that area. So I have, I, and I don't mind saying this, it's very open. I have Crohn's disease. And so when I started practicing, it became really interesting for me to explore my root chakra up to my solar plexus chakra, that those areas of the body that not only deal with excretion, which, you know, your root chakra does, mm-hmm. um, that area includes the sits bones and everything that happens down there, the colon, all the way up to that digestive tract. And the importance of healing those areas from trauma and from the littlest of pains to the larger pains that sort of led to the stress trigger that led to, to Crohn's disease in my body. And I will say I'm in remission. And a lot of it has to do with not only Western medicine, which I love and I'm very grateful for, but this total attunement to my body and specifically those three chakras and how the energy is running through them effectively or not so much. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I mean, what an amazing personal journey to experience 
Um, but you describe it all so beautifully. And so thank you for walking us through those. It's awesome. And I think it's also so cool how yoga, the poses, uh, you know, align with or are associated with the different chakras and have. Um, so we think about our physicalness, but then the energy of our of our being and what's yeah. happening in our energy as we're moving. Yeah, this bioenergy. And if you think some people are incredibly visual in class or they want that anchor. And I think this idea of color, blanketing yourself today in this, you know, yellow color, whenever you need that anchor in class, whenever your mind wanders. And with that, really focusing today on those twists, on on that air of your body near your navel center where you are creating this beautiful yellow vibrant glow and checking in with it sometimes it's dull why I mean to be graphic we might be constipated we might be holding a lot of a lot of energy there to weight us down to the earth for whatever reason we might be dealing with other indigestion it might be the time of the day we may have just eaten just talking to that (laughs) that center as we twist Mm. it's really interesting experience when you do move the physical body in ways that are attuned with those bioenergetic fields. Because I don't, I don't think, maybe I'm, I'm misspeaking, but a lot of students afterwards are so thankful that that verbiage is included in yoga classes because it, it becomes that much more profound. It's no longer just about the asana practice. It's about what you're becoming aware of and oh yeah, I discovered, you know, my hips hurt a little bit, which is interesting because when I was younger, I had a surgery and I did physical therapy, but, but it didn't heal. Or I'm carrying a lot of emotion in my hips because, and my pelvis, because, you know, I miscarried a baby a year ago and you're still holding, holding that in that space. And acknowledging that, becoming aware of it, breathing into those spaces, it's amazing what breath work, what prana, that life force that we're bringing into our bodies can do to heal along with whatever other medicine or ways that we prescribe to heal ourselves, obviously, as well. Just an extra layer of goodness, you know? Uh I love that you mentioned the breath, too, because... Um, so many of us are living in stress mode and that's constricting our breathing. And when we can breathe more deeply and free that up, I mean, yoga is just an amazing tool for that, for being reminded (laughs) to focus on the breath and, and our movement to get out of that lower brain stress response. And our body needs oxygen to heal. It needs it's yep. it's life. <laughs> yeah, we often say so sukha, that ease, that beautiful life energy coming into us, you know, think about that and you release that exhalation is the beginning of everything really, because you are clearing space for that goodness, for those inhalations that how the breath cycle work works is so miraculous, really, when you think about it and what you were saying about how we breathe, you know, women and men too, a lot of us want to be small, we want to contract as we're inhaling. It's not easy for us to take up space. And you've been to my classes. I say it a lot, take up space unapologetically. Even in your breath cycle, I want to see that expansion all the way down to your diaphragm, which is the main source of some of that breath work, you know? And so take up space, get bigger. Don't be afraid 
to be big and then and then you contract on that exhalation and release everything you don't need and empty yourself. And what's really interesting too about that, and it gets into the chakras too as well, we'll, we'll diverge just a little bit, is so many people with trauma, um, whether it's an abuse of the sexual nature, of physical, of whatever, breathe just down to their chests and mm-hmm. then back up. And it's a very healing experience to start to engage the true, the true bigness of that breath cycle and really try to get it all the way down to that sacral chakra and then ride it back up and expand in that way. And it's interesting how those traumas come out in just acknowledging that we, you know, so many of us don't breathe correctly because things have happened to us Mm -hmm. and things from when we were maybe five, six, seven years old and, how cool that whatever we believe in, whoever has given us this breath cycle, that it is such a healing force on top of everything else that it does for us, keeps us alive and, and energized and whatnot. But that it has this healing power is really quite, quite profound. Yes. Very cool. I love just the way you describe everything. You're, you're so good at this. <laughs> and, you, well, and in your you. class too, just the, the expression and Um, how you support and lead the group. It's really, it's beautiful. Oh, I love, well, and I think sharing personal journeys is so vital to my, my personal classes. I, I share my journey and my very personal experiences with these energy wheels and how just acknowledging them and becoming aware of them, you know, our bar, our we are all artists, you know, Mm -hmm colors that we exude and these mantras that every day beat within us and we don't even know it. We don't, we're not aware until we are. I love bringing that into my class because it's, it's interesting how afterwards, even I, I taught this week, I, I teach a lot, but I taught this <laughs> week an class and afterwards we, we worked a lot on the, the third eye, the throat and the crown. And sometimes it's just what I'm feeling, but sometimes it's just a feeling in the room. Um, and afterwards I not only had one woman share her experience with being in, being in remission, it was her first day in remission from, uh, thyroid cancer, but also someone struggling with it. And those stories that come out from just breathing into areas and acknowledging your physical body on top of that breath work and turning inward, People are ready to speak afterwards and know more uh, more about this stuff than they are even aware of. They just can't speak to it, but it's there. Mm. Like, oh, I did feel that blue energy. And that's interesting because today I went to the doctor and got this news. Mm. Well, yeah, because you're all connected and now you're aware of it. It's, it's all there. And mm. that's what I tell students too. You've heard me say it is I love being a teacher and I want to see my students all the time, whenever I can, whenever they can make it to that space, but every single thing that they need on that mat, on that out in that hour, they have 23 hours of the day beyond that. And if, and if we can get in tune more and more with these energy wheels, this, this prana, this life force moving through us when we're at, you know, the grocery store or when we're getting ready for bed, brushing our teeth, being mindful of every single space that we inhabit containing all this cool stuff that's happening around us, our auras within us. It's, 
you can become very, very aware of yourself quickly, which is kind of the beautiful goal of life, right? Just to be yourself, to really grow into yourself, to exude this vibrance and what I think is so lovely. Yeah. And if chakras aren't for you, then you know what? Think of your toes, you know? Think of your stomach. That's fine, too. That's yeah, totally just like cool. the physical body, yeah. Exactly. Whatever you connect with. And that's what's mm-hmm. really cool for me. It is the, these colors, these mantras, um, these spaces. And like I said, I'm, I'm kind of artsy to begin with. But, yeah. but for others, it's that physiological response associated with it. It's the body part. It's the, you know, it's, yeah, my hips and pelvis. And then they may think of, of orange. They may not. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, cool. I mean, in my background is in exercise physiology, taught group fitness, um, did research. So it was very just physical um, approach to the body. And then when I started asking myself some other questions and I I came across energy healing before yoga, but um, I learned about how we can use a pendulum to test chakras and check their status. And so for me, I learned that my root chakra and my throat chakra were completely closed. And when I learned that, it like didn't surprise me at all because I had um, a few traumatic experiences in my life. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, of course, my root chakra is closed. And then I didn't speak up. I held back so much. And so my throat chakra was closed. But so just on the journey, then you start, you know, getting those open and doing other things too, like yoga, meditation, other things to just start opening those up, expressing ourselves more, saying something, even if we're afraid to, you know, those are kind of the kinds of things that I needed, but um, it's just an amazing journey. And then it, it translates to our physical being also into our mind and our emotions and, um, you know, it just, if our chakras are open and flowing, then it just lightens up our energy, our life and, and who we are really. Yeah. It just, you, you are, you're like a glowing being and you can, (laughs) you feel it, you know, you really, really feel it when it's happening to you and it's not a linear journey. And I don't sit here talking about it as if all my all my energy wheels are aligned and everything's going great. But it's just that acknowledgement day in and day out that it's not a linear journey, just like when we're thinking about our physical body or our physiological responses to things. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. You know, you have to let go of ego, like anything else of that shame and guilt associated with the two lower, lower chakras and really just allow some of the work to happen on its own to live your life be mindful like you were, you know, you were able to connect the dots, but even just being mindful of even the way you walk, you know, heel to towing it a little bit, slowing down. It's amazing what will come to you intuitively Mm -hmm. and interest you intuitively, you know, my throat hurts or, or yeah, I'm feeling a little clogged in that space or, why is it I can't make a decision? Well, it's likely that that solar plexus, if you want to call it your navel center, whatever, is there something going on? There's something holding you back. What is it? You know, mm-hmm. asking those questions once you become in tune. And that's what they help with too. Yeah. And also, like we said, breath work and all that. And, yeah. and I love how you spoke to also the emotions as well, because mm-hmm. um, what kind of resonated as you were talking about grief and the heart is like, we think of grief as kind of this big thing, like, 
like we lost someone and stuff like that. But in this time with so much change happening and it can be those little, those little things we're grieving how things used to be, or I know like grief comes up a lot for me. Like I, I really grieve um, the time from when my boys were young and like, where has mm-hmm. that time gone? Like, I, yep. I can see pictures of them when they're little and just cry and be like, where else? Like, it's just gone. <laughs> yeah. It's gone. Yeah. It's that loss. It's the loss. It's because we feel it's so big. It, this is the center of big love. It's not only if we're connected to some sort of, you know, we believe in an afterlife, a God, whatever is our, is our belief system is great, but it's that connection first and foremost. And then yes, it's this, it's this bond of, I don't have this anymore. And that can also affect then the root chakra too. Like that, that, Oh, my safety is gone in a certain way. You know, like I'm not, I'm not that type of mommy anymore. I'm the mom of teenagers or my -hmm. kids are going out of the house. There is sorrow to that. There is grief. We are collectively experiencing it. Like you said, not only universally, but also it's not like our personal lives stop. People are still passing away, getting sick from other things. Um, we are shifting maybe careers. We are shifting whatever it is. Yeah. And, oh my goodness, the, the clogging that may be happening in that green glow too of that connection and just being isolated more mm-hmm. from people. That's why in my classes I have started, um, you hug yourself, you know, just embrace yourself because that's not happening as much. And it's really hard for that that center, that Anahata center that really needs that connection. We are humans that as much as we're divided, we really do want to be united. We really, and I, I genuinely believe that. I believe that for the most part, our souls were, we're meant to walk, walk this earth with people and we have purpose here. And there's a reason why we're all here right now. And I really do believe that that's, that's where that unity comes from too. And that loss right now. We want, we just want to be together somewhat too and, and have that again. So maybe I'm naive, but I'd like to think that we'd all like to glow with those big hearts. So yeah, (laughs) that's how I've always been. I mean, growing up, I was always just, I remember feeling, why can't people just get along? (laughs) And a lot of interesting things right now. Yeah. Yeah. And too with that that connection center that at the end of the day, I mean, we're all, we're all human beings. We're all doing what we can, you know, so probably more profoundly than others, but yeah. Well, I have so loved this. Do you have any final thought you want to share with the listeners about yoga for chakra awareness? I just think becoming body aware first and then putting those breath cycles consciously into that body and letting it go. And from there, allowing yourself, maybe closing your eyes. It's interesting. Sometimes you'll see different colors behind your eyelids and then start researching it. You know, I saw, instead of just like the back of my eyes today, I saw like a deep purple and I'm going to go research what that could mean. And then maybe you, you go down the rabbit hole of that third eye center and you discover something new about yourself. Go to yoga classes, meditate. People think that you know, a minute meditation doesn't matter if your mind's wandering besides, no, no, just get in tune with that inner self, that inner world. It's a lot's happening. And the more self-aware you are, I truly believe the more these colors will shine bright. You'll get in tune with them. You'll become aware. And hopefully, even though things are going to go awry, just 
live a more profoundly purposeful existence and loving existence and hopefully be more joyful. Mm-hmm. So we're just awesome. as joyful if you're a joyful person. So just do you. <laughs> just do you. That's what I always say. Just do you. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Love Perfect. it. So what would be the best way for the listeners to connect with you if they want to learn more? Yeah. So I'm a teacher at Green Lotus. I'm actually going through my 300 hours. So my master's in yoga training as well to be even more workshops and do all that stuff. And so I am at Green Lotus quite a bit um, at all. Well, I'm at three locations and then I sub in Mendota Heights. I'm in Lakeville, Eden Prairie and Apple Valley in person and virtual, check me out. It's all on the website. Um, if you want to get in touch with me for further questions or just to chat, you can reach me at Laura, L-A-U-R-A, E as an elephant, Jane, J-A-N-E, at gmail.com. And I am on there quite often. So wonderful. Thank you so much, Thanks. Laura. This has been great. Thank you so much, Rachel. It was fun. Yeah, you're <laughs> welcome. All right. Bye. Hey, Rev with Rachel listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. It's a pleasure to share these important life transforming and healing topics with you. As always, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love. EWN Podcast Network.